Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Well, good Saturday morning, everybody. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair, but you know I can't answer any home improvement questions. That's why Denny Core from Mosby Building Arts is in the house right here, going to take all your questions. Denny, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. It's a gorgeous morning out there. What a fantastic day. I yeah. mean, this is this is like the pick day of the year yeah, so this far. This is like a top tenner. How, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the question out. Sleep with the windows open last night? Uh, no, I didn't. No? <laughs> We Long didn't either. Story but. behind that, but I'll, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll sh- save that for another. Time. I think I think it's a great day for that. Uh, you know, uh, it uh, it really reminds me of football weather out there right uh, now. So, it is. Uh, it's, it's just gorgeous out there. I was out there actually went over to one of my neighbors to give him a little hand on something, and it was actually a little cool. It was wonderful. Well, you know, I I seen on the way down here, I was uh, following somebody riding a motorcycle uh, down here, and I thought because I, I you know I, I used to ride, and I'm like, wow, it's really great. It'd be a little chilly there. I'm, I'm a lot older now. I don't have that tolerance. So. Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I, <laughs> I just don't have that uh, ability to ward off that uh, cold the way I did. Absolutely. Well, great day outside. Perfect day to go out and get some maintenance done in the house. We're going to get into that, but uh, tell you what, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll take phone calls as well. How's that? Sounds great. All right. Fantastic. Hey, here's the numbers. You want to join us? We would love to have you. 436 7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Those are the numbers here on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. You want to join us, we would love to have you. We're going to go all the way till 1 o'clock today, so plenty of time for you to come on out and get your uh, questions or queries answered about your house. Denny Core in from Mosley Building Arts. This is Greg Damon. You are listening to the KMOX Home Improvement Show on a Saturday at your service. We'll be back after these. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back to the show, my friends. 11.15 is your time right here in the heart of mid-America. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Denny Kaur sitting in for Scott here on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. He is from Mosby Building Arts, and he is going to answer all your questions about your house, your home, your yard. What else are you going to answer today? What? I'm going to do the best that I can to answer any questions. Oh, come on. That's a cop-out, Denny. Come on. Of course it is. What do you think I'm going to say? I'm not going to tell you I'm going to answer everything. (laughs) He's going to answer everything, folks. Give us a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to Greg. 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers before we went to break, talking about how great it is outside uh, of a day-to-day Time definitely to get your uh, to get your home maintenance maybe started Start, getting ready. Yeah, it's a good time to be looking at what's happening. We're starting fall now. It just started a couple of days ago, and you know, want to be looking at the exterior of your house. Obviously, you got to make sure it's ready for what's coming. You know, we all know what's coming. I'm going to say it. Winter. That's winter, right. Old that, man that, winter. That, he's coming, and right. he's going to come with a vengeance this year. Well, That's what he, I'm thinking. There's a good chance of that. I'm I kind of thinking it might be that way too. We we've had <laughs> we've had some mild winters. And I'm thinking we're going to get hammered here one of these days. I, I believe you're right. And, and we had kind of a pretty hot a stretch of hot weather this uh, summer. So I found that a lot of times that does produce some of those weird things in the winter, too. So <laughs> uh, I wouldn't expect I wouldn't be surprised to see some snow and some of the things that are related to all of the uh, cold. All right. Cold. I didn't mention snow, folks. That was Denny. Yeah, so that was me. So you, you can... <laughs> But it's Mosby Building Arts. No, it's callmosby.com. No, so Mosby. you can send the hate mail to Denny. Yeah, that's right. So, hey, let's go to the phones. We got Tom online here. Hey, Tom, guess what? You're up first today on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. 
Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I've just recently had my uh, basement uh, uh, waterproofed, you know, put a sump pump in, mm-hmm. and I'm getting ready to finish uh, the walls with some drywall and stuff. Do I uh, place a um, foam board on the wall with, uh, you know, cement, cement it to the wall like I would for insulation normally? Uh well, actually, Tom, what you want to do is you want to create an airspace between your walls and the, the foundation because what happens is moisture comes through that concrete whether you want it to or not. So you need sure. to let, it, let there be an airspace of probably about an inch between where your framed walls are and the, okay. con- the um, concrete itself. And then you can insulate it more with like a batten type of uh, insulation. You can use a foam type of product. Again, the biggest thing you want to make sure you're not doing is creating a closed airspace. In other words, where there's no ability for air to move freely, um, okay. both in in the insulation and on the, the wall itself. Because, again, that will just trap moisture. You'll end up with mold and issues down the line. So don't, uh, you know... Put any kind of that blue foam board. Don't cement it to the wall. You don't want to cement it, it to the wall. No. Okay. Good. Want to, Good. It, it's just like even if you've seen a lot of times when people will paint a wall, same uh-huh. kind of thing. If you come back and look at it a couple of years later, it's always flake because moisture's gotten up underneath that paint and popped it off. Well, that's a good question too. Uh, should I should I do any dry lock or any of that on that foundation wall? Uh, the only thing you'd have to be concerned about to have you, do you have any cracks in your foundation wall? Uh, no, none, none, none that have ever weeped before or anything like that. Okay. Uh, then I wouldn't be terribly concerned about doing that. I don't think it's required. It doesn't hurt it, but it, it's one of those kind of things where I don't think it would be a required thing to do. Okay, just an added expense, right? Uh, uh, just an added expense, yep. Okay, I appreciate your information. All right, have a good, enjoy doing your basement. Okay, thank, thank Thanks, you. Tom. Appreciate the phone call. You know, that's, that was a question I was going to ask is, you know, is that something that probably should be dry locked or something before that? Um, if your basement does have a crack in it, you... That's well, you want to make sure that any cracks are sealed properly. You know, okay. you use an epoxy injection type of application. Uh, the big thing that they're looking at as well is making sure that when you have a crack, that there's not, first of all, that it hasn't gotten too big or that the concrete itself isn't off level, you know, where there's a, Settling, a difference. Settling, Yeah. And because, first of all, you're going to have to find out what's causing that and address that. And a lot of times it could be a, a, a peering type of situation. Uh, but then they actually have some um, products out there that when they seal those cracks, well, it's a carbon fiber type material they'll put on over that. And it makes that, that concrete wall stronger than what the concrete is. It's really a phenomenal process. Wow. Um, but it, but that's what you want to do when, when you've actually had enough movement in that foundation that that crack is open. Um, if it's just a traditional hairline-type crack, you have a little le- uh, leakage in it and things like that, then you want to just do like an epoxy injection. And, in, gotcha. and if it's done correctly, you'll never have a problem with that. Okay, fantastic. Uh, what about, uh, he was asking about the foam board insulation. What about like, you know, the regular roll fiberglass insulation? You can, yeah, you can certainly use that, and that's what I said. You know, you can use a batten-type insulation in between your studs and things like that. And that would be good for airspace as well? Right. Perfect. Right. You just want to make sure, though, you have that at least inch between your framing and the, the concrete wall. Okay, fantastic. Let's go on and talk to Bill. Bill, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Hi. Uh, just today, 
there's beetles all over my driveway. The sun's out, and they're, they're blackheads, red bodies. They're different sizes, and I've never seen them before around here. Are they traveling? Some are real little. Some are up to a quarter inch or, or larger long. Are they Volkswagen beetles? Because <laughs> that would they should be in the driveway if it was Volkswagen beetles. Yeah, well, they don't look like them, and they're crawling. Um, but uh, is that something seasonal or? That's, that's probably that's probably a question for Mike Miller, who right. does the uh, it's either that or a, the home and garden a, show. A, a bug and insect yeah. type of uh, person, uh, somebody yeah, who deals okay. with rodents and things. But uh, uh, I'm just I, out here looking at them and thought, should I spray them with ant spray or what? You know. So, okay, uh, thank I would, you very I would much. Wait, uh, if they're not bothering you personally, I'd wait. And I bet once the sun's not on the driveway, they'll go away. That, that would be my guess. That'd be the best uh, best choice. Let's talk to Tom. Tom, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Um, hi, I have a toilet issue, and um, it's not flushing right, or it is flushing, but I mean uh, the plunger inside the tank is getting pulled down into the into the uh, pipe there. I don't know if that's a suction problem or um, you know or a physical problem. I don't know if you can help me out. Uh, it sounds to me like how old are the uh, innards of your toilet? Uh, other than the pipe, everything's new. I uh, redid uh, all kinds of things in there recently. So, um, yeah, so it'll, it'll seat like it should when it flushes, but then over time, uh, you can see that an edge of that plunger gets sucked down in the pipe. It just seems like something's really pulling down in that or else the material is cheaper on the new, uh, plunger. I'm not sure. Uh, my guess is it might be something to do with that plunger. It could be a defective one or something. Um, but it, you know, the amount of pressure that's going through the the uh, toilet is the same as it's always been, so I can't imagine uh, what what that would be. I'm just thinking it must be the uh, the stop piece is uh, probably needs to be replaced again. Yeah, well, I, I used two different ones, one new and one the old one. And the old one, I never had this problem before, and I do have back-to-back toilets in my house. Well, and so, um, it's okay. conditioned one toilet, not the other. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, back-to-back. So have you replaced one of the toilets recently? No, I have not. Um, the, the thing with back-to-back toilets is what you have is when you've got, uh, imagine they're both going into the same drain pipe. Uh-huh. So what happens is when you flush one in the other room, it actually creates a, a back draw on the other toilet. So what you're finding today with a lot of these newer toilets, because there's so there's so much pressure, uh, so much um, uh, water movement that goes through those toilets, they have less water, but they're pushing it through faster. It will actually suck out water from the other toilet. Sometimes it will actually push the water up out of the toilet from the other bathroom. <laughs> that's bad. All over it. Yeah, that's not a good thing. So yeah, these are old to, toilets, so they've been there for 30 years. They're the old type, you know. The, right, and and uh, that's why, yeah. so I, I'm sure there's something to do with your uh, your plunger or your uh, stopper because uh, that's the only thing that makes sense because nothing else has changed. So I wish yeah, I could give you uh, a better answer than that. but Okay, well, there's no ventilation to worry about or anything like that? No, I can't think of any reason why there'd be anything you'd have to worry about for that. Okay, I appreciate your help. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks, Good Tom. Day. Folks, just that easy. You want to join us? 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. You know, Denny, as, as we kind of go on, talk about a little home improvements, not only home improvements, but maintenance, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of folks, you know, everybody knows I do the auto show. So, I mean, I'm, maintenance on vehicles, definitely got to have it. Your home is the same way. Right. All sorts of stuff that needs to be done. 
kind of like uh, kind of like a pool. You got to open and close it for yeah. the different seasons. Absolutely. Uh, for so when you're looking at a house, you're again what I said earlier is you, you start on the outside because that's going to be taking the brunt of it. Uh, you're always going to want to look at your roof. It's an important thing. You look at how old it is. If it's uh, anything beyond 10 years, or if you've had any kind of hailstorms, anything of that nature in the last couple of years, you want to make sure that's being checked. Um, you want to look if you have a chimney, what that what that masonry work looks like, or the flashing, um, the way the gutters are. Uh, that's a big part of uh, well, problems. That's what I was going to bring up next. Obviously, beautiful day out today. Probably the number one home maintenance tip on the outside is definitely get those gutters clean. Absolutely. However... We're just in the ready, getting ready for the leaf drops. So, you know, it's good to get them cleaned, you know, have them cleaned regularly. Uh, but it's one of those things that, uh, especially as we get all these leaves to drop, and it's going to kind of continue for a while, you know, probably into December. Uh, that's really when you may need to make sure those are kept uh, clear because that's when water will build up in there. You'll get ice. And if you have snow, with with the water in there and it freezes, then all of a sudden you get the gutters themselves are backing up into the house. They're, um, and it's just one of those kind of things you need to make sure you're being proactive. Because all of a sudden if you have a leak in the house and you haven't done anything with your gutters, that's it's probably related. Sure, absolutely. Than, than not. So the ice um, will just back up underneath the right, underneath yeah. the shingles and yeah. And people think water doesn't run down down uphill. It can in that situation because you've got surface tensions and all these other things that are working uh, to counter counter what's our normal way of thinking of, of how things run. Um, obviously, when you clean your gutters, make sure the downspouts and, you know, even if you have underground piping or whatever, all that's got to be clear as yeah, well. want to make sure that's all clear. That's one of the things we run into a lot of times with the old corrugated, flexible type. That's not good? Pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I can only tell you that that's where you'll get a lot of collecting and things. The, pro- the other problem is it will frequently collapse. So all of a sudden you've got th- this pipe you think you've got water running into and it's backing up and, and, and then it creates all sorts of problems. Well, obviously your roof actually, you know, is, to me the roof is kind of like a tire. It wears as things go. You'll always find, you know, debris from your roof. Right. Uh the shingle the material in in the like gutter, that. and and mm-hmm. obviously that goes right down. So there you go. That'll clog up your corrugated too. Absolutely. All those all those little things, and and they it doesn't seem like much at in one rain or you know one particular event, but when you start thinking about that collectively, it all of a sudden it's created a a, a blockage, and things will will just all of a sudden be jammed up, and you're wondering what's happening, you know, and that and basically it's just that you haven't got a free freed system, so. Absolutely, it's a great idea to have your uh, uh, drains, uh, underground drains, snaked or at least inspected once in a while to make sure they're open. Same with the downspots. It fits into the same category. Absolutely. Let's go to the phones and talk to Kim. Kim, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Hi. uh, Yes, I'm just wondering regarding insulation in an attic. I have blown insulation of the kind that's just loose, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I would like to have some more insulation up there. Do I need to stick with more blown in or can you lay the solid insulation type on top of it? Or well, do you have to remove the old? Or? Uh, so there's all sorts of answers to that question. Um, <laughs> um, so the blown insulation, is it like a fiberglass insulation? Do you know? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is. So it's, and it's fine to just blow more on top of it. 
Uh, what you're okay. trying to do is create a blanket, in essence, uh, for that insulating area. Um, so mm-hmm. by what it, what will happen with, especially with the fiberglass, a lot of those um, looser type uh, fill type materials that they'll put in, you'll have some mm-hmm. compression over time. Uh, moisture that collects in the attic space, things like that, will will get in there and it will will shrink it, and it's losing some of its uh, insulating your R value. Um, mm-hmm. So by putting uh, putting more in, you can. I would take it up to like an R thirty eight, which is what the recommended um, insulating value is for an attic. Um, okay. And and absolutely, you can you can blow on top of it. You could also okay. you could put a rolled insulation on top of it as well. Uh, okay. The problem is it does make it more difficult to get around in that attic space because it's going to be usually above the rafters and things like that. Right, it's going to hide. And, and I had a question about the crawl space insulation. I've seen in recent times they have some types of a spray insulation, uh, like a rubbery type thing for crawl spaces. Is is does that help seal out any type of air? I, I think I saw them spraying it on floorboards, or I mean, perhaps. Am I thinking of anything that sounds familiar to you? Uh, yeah. Um, so for crawl spaces, it's a little bit different. So there are. Um, is this a enclosed area? Is there a, well, a, a venting in it or anything? There like are ventings on on all sides of the crawl space to the outside, which I generally close in the in the winter time. Right. Close those up. So one of the things, and how old is the house? Um, it's about 18 years old. Okay. So one of the things we've kind of discovered over the last few, several years is in crawl spaces in particular, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, you want to make sure that you are really almost want to create a environment that you can use the heat or cooling in the house to help control the, the temperature in that crawl space. Mm-hmm. So when you you really would like to do the ideally what we want to do is put in a a liner, almost like a pool liner type material that they'll put in the the floor of the crawl space, and what okay. that does it it prevents moisture and a lot of the cold air that comes up uh, from the ground to get into the house. So you take okay. that liner, you fill it, you run it up the sides to where you get into where your floor joists and your uh, headers and all that kind of stuff are for your, uh, when they're building the house at the top of the foundation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where you want to use your, uh, like a spray foam type of insulation. You really don't okay. need an insulation that's on the floor. You want it to be able to let that air breathe and uh, interact between the main living area and the crawl space. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, folks, we got to do a little business, but if you want to join us, just like Kim, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. This is a Saturday at your service on KMOX. You're listening to KMOX Home Improvement Show. We'll be back after these. Get ready for the Cards and Brewers this afternoon. Amron Pregame Show 220. First pitch with Mike Shannon and John Rooney 315. Hear it here on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, my friend. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair. But Denny Core from Mosby Building Arts, he is here answering all your questions. Here's the phone numbers, 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers. 
Uh, hey, Denny, you know, I, I was thinking uh, we had a, cust- uh, a caller earlier talking about his basement and, and having a sump pump put in and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a lot of things that, that, that many folks, especially at Casa de Damon, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have two sump pumps in our basement uh, that many people don't really check as often as they should. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's big rain, sump pump's not working, your basement's wet. You're right. And, you know, that's one of those things... So the first thing that people needed to realize is that some pumps don't last forever, just like cars or anything else. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry to tell you this, Greg, but they just don't last forever. So, But you do want to check them and, and make sure they've run periodically. There, there are even some automatic systems that will automatically kick it on and make sure that it is performing. Um but if you don't have that, you want to go in and probably at least every couple of months go in and just check to make sure the thing's working. You can uh, flip it on or pour some water in pour it. Pour some water in a hole. Yeah, That's what, what I usually whatever, do. Yeah, whatever it takes to kick the thing on. Um, but realize that in most cases, uh, a sump pump life cycle is about probably anywhere between five and ten years. But it and it, a lot of it's going to depend on usage and uh, there's different variables in that. And it's going to be the quality of the sump pump as well. Um, so cheaper th- always isn't better in that. Category. No, this is not one of those cheaper is better okay. as a rule. <laughs> you know, you, know, you want to make sure you got a, a good quality um, sump. And uh, they have wonderful battery backup systems now. Well, that have, was my next question leading into. What about, I know I've seen alarms and also battery backups. Right. They have, today you can get a couple of different types of backup systems that are um, that are literally, uh, it looks like almost a car battery type of thing that, uh, is char- being charged all the time, but then if for some reason you lose power, which is inevitably when there's a storm and it's raining, um, the, you have that ability to make sure that sump can evacuate itself and, and uh, make sure your basement's not flooding. So it's a great way to go and keep things uh, keep things dry in your house. I'll tell you what, I don't have a battery backup in my, uh, in my house. I'll tell you a funny story, though. So obviously we live in St. Charles County, so... We don't lose power that often because it's all the electrical lines are buried. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one night we lost power about 3 a.m. And, of course, it's pouring down rain, and I want to run down the basement, and my sump wells are filling up. Mm-hmm. So what do I do, being the car guy? I go out and get my inverter and get some <laughs> extension cords and run them all the way out to my car and start my car and plug it in off that, and that's how I run my sump pump. Well. And that's because you're a genius. <laughs> Not everybody has the uh, ability or uh, wherewithal to figure out how to do that. And, and that's where, you know, having those kind of bat- uh, battery backup systems really is a great – you just don't have to worry about it. Uh, but you do, as I said, you still should check it periodically because it is something that sometimes a float will stick or things like that. and. All of a sudden, the water's coming up, and it's just not operating. It's not opening up to, to make the pump work. Now, when you go to buy a pump, obviously, they have different horsepower, much like a garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you don't <laughs> – I'm one of those guys, if it takes three nails to hold together, I want to put in ten because, you know, more is always better. Right. But in this case, probably not. You need to have the highest horsepower because it depends on, obviously, the outlet the size of the outlet you have, and the ability to push the water out of the tube. Correct. You, you, you want to make sure it's properly sized for the, the sump that you have and the amount of drainage pipe you have. And most of them are going to have an inch and a half or inch and three-quarter type of drainage pipe for it. So 
You don't want to have anything that's you know <laughs> pushing it out 150 you don't feet a, from your house. You don't need a, a car engine to, no, to start no, this. You thing. don't need that because so. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I do. I'm you know uh, I you know I can understand that. It's just you know you can wash the rest of the neighborhood when you're doing. There that. you go. There you go. Let's go to the phones and talk to Bob. Hey Bob, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Bob, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Bob, you got to listen to us on on the phone, not to the radio. Okay. Let me get rid of that sound bitch. Okay. All right, Bob, we're gonna I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to let you go, but thanks. You can give us a call back. So uh, yep. sorry about that, folks, but uh, you know, we can't uh, can't have that on the air. So mm-hmm. not sure what uh, what Bob wanted. But anyway, getting back to our <laughs> getting back to our basement things, I mean that is really something uh, I, I wanted to get in about the alarm because I've seen some of these alarms for the sump pumps as well. So a lot of those are they're basically audible type of things that will go off that will are telling you that the sump's not running properly or something's not functioning the way it's supposed to be. It just it's making you aware. That's what its purpose is. Um, so it, it's a it's a uh, it's triggered. I won't even tell you. I know exactly how, uh, but it's it's some sort of an electronic trigger that uh, when the uh, float isn't opening the way it's supposed to. There's a, a, a sensor. I was going to say, I thought it was just a water sensor that when the water got up so high, that's and, when it and, would go. And that's probably exactly what it is. Okay, yeah. perfect. Uh, but, you know, being in the basement, obviously, I mean, I know my kids wouldn't hear it because, you know. Because they don't hear things like they that. Don't, they, don't, I mean, they don't even hear us during the day, let alone <laughs> at night. So, Well, we can't speak to kids, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. been a while since we've been a kid ourselves, so that's, that's a, a Well, speak for that. yourself, Denny. Come on. Yeah, uh, you know. I can't. Uh, I can't go there. With okay, <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> Obviously, a bunch of maintenance though for the house. Uh, we've talked about cleaning your gutters, but you know, really now, also making sure that your windows are all sealed and right. and you know that the that the windows actually drain. Many folks don't know, but there's actually drain on your window, especially if you have vinyl window replace vinyl replacement windows. Correct. So you want to make sure that. Uh, so let me go back to the issue of making sure you're checking your windows. What you want to look for is your seals in the glass. If it's insulated glass, you know, if you've got moisture in between the glass, something's something has failed and you want to replace that glass. Um, you always, because of the, uh, uh, my mind is not working this morning. You're still what thinking about you? the kid yeah, 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 being I a kid know. again, well, aren't that's, you? I, well, <laughs> I am. I'm, I'd like to be a kid because then I could remember stuff. But, <laughs> but uh for the drains in the windows, you know, you want to make sure those are always kept clear. Uh, and, and most of your vinyl windows will have little weep holes at the bottom of the windows. Like that slits. Allow, yeah. Slits in the bottom. Right. And you want to just make sure those are kept open. Cause, because when you stop and think about it, water's hitting the front of that window. Dust and other things will collect, leaving little twigs and uh, leaves. And they can sometimes go in and... and uh, block those openings and you if you don't what happens is the sill will fill up and it'll come inside the house so you want to make sure you're looking at all those kind of things and keeping all that free and open so you know sometimes it looks like an awful lot of work it, it would take you five minutes to walk around the house and look at that kind of stuff when uh, you know we're talking about uh, replacement windows uh, for folks that have them, and you talked about the seals obviously leaking now you've got moisture inside of it mm-hmm. some of these windows obviously fill with gas or have dual, triple panes, mm-hmm. is that something you got to replace a whole window, or can you go in and replace the seal? How does that work? So basically you're going to have one of two options. You will either replace the whole sash. A lot of manufacturers, when you buy the window, 
they'll just replace the sash rather than trying to just replace the glass. Uh, there are different types of ways to get the glass out of the window, uh, and it, it's not terribly difficult, but sometimes the, the stops that hold it in place will break or uh, different things of that nature can happen. So that can sometimes be a bit of a nuisance. Uh, if you have the option, you can get the whole sash. Basically, you pull one sash out, put another in, and you're up back in business again. Uh, and most every vinyl window, at least in this in this day and age, has got a label on it. It's going to give you all the sizes and dimensions of that particular sash, and it'll give you everything that you needed to know and more. <laughs> well, I know some of those window manufacturers offer a lifetime warranty on that as well. Right, exactly. You know, and uh, and there most of them will have at least a twenty year, if not a lifetime warranty, on on the glass seal itself. Perfect. Uh, so, I mean, those are all, and as I said, today, most of these windows are going to be labeled well, and you can really, uh, you call the manufacturer, you call the window company that installed them, but if for some reason that company is no longer around, you can call the manufacturer and, or a representative of theirs, and they'll, they'll usually be able to get you that replacement piece. All right, fantastic. we got to do a little business here. So, folks, if you're on hold, stick around. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. We'll get to right to your phone calls. This is a... This is a Saturday at your service. You're listening to KMOX Home Improvement Show. We'll be right back. Goodbye, my sweet, beloved friends. The baseball season may be winding down. You've always been there for me. You'll be missed. But Cardinals coverage on KMOX, we've got it all season long. Swing, hit the From the hot right. stove week show, the winter warm-up, to heading to Jupiter, Florida for spring training. Chris Raby here to bring you all Cardinals news from spring training. From the final out to opening day. Here's a when it comes to your St. Louis Cardinals, you'll find everything you need right here on your home for the best Cardinals coverage. KMOX. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. 11.54 is your time right here in the heart of mid-America. Don't worry, we're going all the way till 1 o'clock today. Well, with a little break of news coming up. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Denny Kaur from Mosby Building Arts. He's in the house answering all your questions. I'm Greg Damon. Here's your phone numbers, 436-7900 or one 800 925 11:20. Denny, let's go to the phones and let's talk to Dan. Hi, Dan. You're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was uh, somebody told me that I don't have any rim joist insulation in my house, mm-hmm. and remembering last winter, what air cold air was coming in from the perimeter, and I, I believe that. And so it was explained to me that I have a couple of options. Of course, I can use just uh, bat insulation and cut it and put it in the the rim joist or the spray foam insulation. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know those are two very different things. I don't know anything about the spray foam, and I was looking for – I can understand the advantage, but I, I was looking maybe for some advice on is there any disadvantage to that. So the, the truth is there is probably not a better system than the spray foam system. Uh, and because the, the biggest reason is it, it actually will air seal any of the cracks – around those uh, perimeters, and that's where that air is coming in from. Sure. So, you know, it's really where you're using a batten installation. It doesn't, you know, you'll get it tight and all that, but it's just not airtight. It's, you know, you'll still get some air in around that area. You know, it would certainly be better than having none, um, but the spray foam is absolutely the way I would recommend going. It's just such an efficient system. Uh, it, again, it prevents any airflow going in and out. Um, it, it's just really a good, really a nice system. 
I, would you be comfortable with uh, kind of guiding me in direction on how much that costs, maybe per foot or anything, or would you have any idea? Um, you know, it's it is hard to tell you. I couldn't. Uh, I know that if you go and have a insulating type company come and do it, uh, they'll usually have a minimum charge, uh, so it could be five or six hundred dollars. Um, sure, but. And that's what I would do because they'll actually come in with a wand and spray it, and they would have the good stuff. You can even, but there are things that you can do that uh, there's spray foam that you can get in cans today, and it's not the old stuff that you used to see that you 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 <laughs> blow in and they just keep expanding forever. And, 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 and then blow your 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 door frame out of the out of the exactly, house. Right. And we use it for a lot for in windows and things like that. But it's got to be a low expansion uh, foam. But but the uh, if you go to an insulating company, you'll find that it's going to be a much more efficient system, and you'll you'll be happier. You probably spend a few more bucks than if you do it yourself, but you will absolutely reap the benefits of it. it, uh, it would would you be concerned about any time of the year to do that? I'm thinking about moisture. Uh, uh, can you trap moisture? Is there anything I should be concerned? Does it matter? No, you know, there's really no reason uh, that any of those. That should have any bearing on anything because that will prevent any new moisture from coming in. Uh, okay. You know, and you can always call our office if you want. Our office is uh, at Mosby Building Arts is three one four nine zero nine eighteen hundred, and feel free to call us there as well. We can we can help you and, and direct you towards an insulating contractor as well. Perfect. Thanks for your help. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, have Dan. Yep. Well, you know that's something that uh, <clears throat> many folks, including including myself, don't think about that uh, that band board, that mm-hmm. rim board around the bottom of the house. There's a lot of cold air that comes in through oh, that. Oh, you, you'd be amazed at how much air comes in uh, in that area. You know, and people say, well, well, it's got siding on the outside. It's got this. Well, there's places up underneath it will go in. Even if it's a hardboard type siding, it goes in up underneath that. Uh, and there's all sorts of places. They'll traditionally when they're building the house. The foundation goes down. They'll put an insulating piece before they put the piece of uh, two by four down, and they put your uh, rim joist in. Um, but it's still not creating a real seal. It's just creating. It's slowing it down, is what it's. It's like a. It's just like to stop the draft, really. Right. Exactly. By going in and, and sealing that, <clears throat> you you just be amazed at the, the the difference it will make in a basement and then in your house as well. Well, I was going to say that's probably one of the number one places for uh, for air to escape, or you know, if you insulate that, you'll probably be a lot better for your home. Right. The good news is that really helps to insulate. The bad news is when we can insulate a house too well, and I don't know if we have time for it now, but uh, we, we got may- about uh, we got about one minute. Yeah, I don't know if I can talk about it, but I'll, well, I'll, give I'll it tell you a what. Shot. We'll, we'll we'll stop. We'll we'll pick up this topic when we come back okay. after the top of the hour. How's right. that? That sounds good. We can do that. So, Greg Damon sitting in for Scott Mosby, Denny Court here for Mosby Building Arts, obviously answering all your questions. Don't worry, folks. You didn't get on this hour. We got a whole another hour to go. If you want to join us, here's the phone numbers: four three six seven nine hundred or one eight hundred nine two five. 1120. Denny, why don't you go ahead and give uh, Mosby's uh, telephone number as well and their website? is 314-909-1800. And then it's callmosby.com? Callmosby.com. So they can help you out, obviously, with all your questions as well, but you can join us here on the program. We have uh, a great don't... website to look at, too. You can look at things that will keep you going forever. <laughs> and not only that, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll throw this out there for Scott because I'm on it as well, but they also send out uh, emails and things with great stuff. Right. All right. Fantastic, folks. We're going to see you on the other side of news. Stick around. 
All sorts of great stuff coming up on KMOX Saturday at your service.